Welcome back to a special episode of At The Corner. I am your host, Zach, and uh, we got a special episode for you guys today. A little standalone episode. Uh, Chuck and I were blessed enough to sit down and have a conversation with Nate Furman. Nate is the Guardians' fourth-round selection from the 2022 MLB Draft, a second baseman that played at the University of North Carolina Charlotte for two seasons and competed in the Cape Cod Summer Baseball League. So I'm going to let the intro do its thing. I'll tell you guys a little bit about Nate, uh, but you guys are definitely going to want to listen to this. This is probably the best work we've done, and I'm so excited to let you guys learn about Nate. Let's go. You're listening to At The Corner, a Cleveland Guardians podcast by Zach Caldwell and Chuck B, brought to you by Network 216. Fastball hit in the air. A swing and a drive! Away back! All right, so Nate Furman, fourth-round pick out of the University of North Carolina, Charlotte for the Guardians, plays second base. Uh, he is a very incredibly talented player. Obviously, the Guardians think that too, taking him pretty high in the draft. He is only 21 years old. He's got an incredible mind and heart for the game of baseball, and I think you guys are going to hear that when you listen to him talk. Like I said, you guys need to listen to this. This is Absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the things we do on this show is we want to bring exposure to players that you know don't get the exposure they should. It's no surprise that minor league baseball is it's really hard to keep up with prospects, uh, and there's no better way than to just sit down and have a conversation with them and learn what makes them them. Uh, you're going to hear Nate tell about himself. We'll talk about how he got into baseball, uh, and I'm super excited, so I'm not going to waste any more time. Without further ado, here's Chuck and I with Nate Furman. I want to take a quick second to tell you guys about our sponsor. All of us at Network 216, all of our shows, we here are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is by far the best place to play your daily fantasy sports. I've been playing the daily MLB drafts, and I've been doing pretty well. Uh, like I said, this coming week, I'm going to be doing some private drafts. I will make a video explaining how to do them because you guys have expressed interest. You just need to know how it works. Underdog is by far the best place for your daily fantasy sports. If you sign up with the code 216, Underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Drop 10, 15 bucks in there, play some cheap daily fantasy games, win some cash. It's that easy. All you have to do to get started is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app in the App Store. And remember, sign up with code 216 and get your first deposit matched up to $100. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to At The Corner, and we have a special segment for you guys today. I'm Zach. I'm joined by my co-host, Chuck, and our special guest, Cleveland Guardians fourth-round draft pick from the 2022 Major League Baseball draft. Nate Furman is with us today. Nate, introduce yourself. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing, guys? I uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name's Nate Furman. I'm from originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I played my college ball at, at Charlotte. And uh, excited to be a guardian. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. So you played at UNC Charlotte, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Right on. So, Nate, as as you prepare to uh, obviously, you know, just completed the signings last weekend at the Guardians Complex in Goodyear, Arizona, as you prepare to, you know, go become into the world of being a professional athlete, what would you say has been something unexpected that you didn't quite expect or something that you've learned um yeah i think on along those lines one thing that that comes to mind is just the, the different feel around the complex uh you know being 
being in college for a couple of years, you, you get used to, um, you know, kind of knowing everybody's name. Um, guys, when we go out to work out, everyone's wearing the same stuff, uh, same shirts, everything. So here it's a little different. Uh, we got to meet some of the development guys that are here. So us draft guys that are, that are fairly new, um, you know, still trying to put names to faces um, and, and they, they have a little bit more gear than we do. So they, they're wearing different stuff than we are right now. Um, so that's one thing that, that comes to mind. Um, but it's, it's been good. So. That's awesome, man. And you said you just completed, uh, you told us before we went on here that you just completed something called the founders program. What was that like? Yeah, it's uh, so they kind of laid it out at, um, you know, the foundations program is a great way for them to introduce us to the organization. Um, we got to meet a ton of new people uh, up and down the organization who came out and kind of laid it out for just what the Cleveland Guardians are about. Um, you know, the, the main pillars and foundations of the organization and how it, it starts with us. Uh, you know, the young guys and, and stems up through the minors and, and all the way to the major league club. So it was really cool um, to be able to go through those meetings and learn so much about what's what's expected of us, but also for us what to expect um, as we, we travel down the road as Cleveland Guardians. That's awesome, man. I think one thing that nobody has any doubt of uh, that are fans of the game or people that pay attention is that Cleveland has a very deep organizational philosophy when it comes to their player development. Uh, They're very invested in young players, uh, very in tune with uh, what you guys are learning. And I think that that statement that what you just told us echoes that, that they really are invested in you guys and they want to see you develop. So how how did you get into baseball at a young age? Was it something that always interested you? Did you have family members that maybe played in the past? Obviously being from Philly, you'd be a big Phillies fan, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh no, it's a great question. I, I had two older brothers. Um, so I'm oh. the youngest and growing up, man, I was just always following them around. Um, that yeah. was just something that I loved, like right when I started playing baseball, I loved it. Um, I was always walking around with a bat in my hand at my, at Steven and Daniel's games. Um, and it's just always been something that I love to do. Like baseball has never been, um, a chore for me or anything along that nature. So it's just something that I love to do. Um, and it's, it's the old cliche that, that people still talk about. It's the kid's game. Right. Like that's yep. what, that's what we do. And that's why we play because we love it. Um, so the, my parents and, and my brothers instilled the love of the game um, for me. And, and it's been their support and guidance uh, in the, in this great game has been unwavering and still is to this day. So look at you now signed your first professional league contract. <laughs> so Crazy. what Excited. was, what was your moment that, you know, so obviously like, you know, we all, I played baseball in high school. Um, and like, so like there's, there's obviously like different levels of commitment. So like you can play in different summer leagues. Um, what was the moment that it crossed you, that it became real to you that you, you thought to yourself for the first time, I think I might actually have a chance to do this professionally. 
Um, I think the, the first first time that comes to mind is when I played in the Shenandoah Valley League last summer uh, in Virginia. It was – I've always had a, a confidence um, in myself, you know, playing. It's just been a, a fire inside of me um, to just win, to win, when I, you know, whatever, I'm te- whatever team I'm on, uh, whatever the situation is, no matter the score, just win. Um, and I think that that confidence grew – uh, exponentially last summer. It was it was wow. really just coming off a, a freshman year at Charlotte when I, I was able to crack the lineup and and um, help produce a little bit for the team. And t- I took that confidence into the summer and, and uh, was able to have a, an awesome summer, met some really great people and, and was able to play well. Um, I think that was really the first time, like, you know, dang, this is – this is might be something I can do outside of college, you know, when I, when I move, uh, move past college. So I think that was the first time. And, um, you know, going into this year, I, I found out, I found out late. I thought, I mean, I found out in the fall that I might be draft eligible. Um, and as we got into the season, I kind of, I kind of just put it on the back burner and try not to think about it. Um, and just tried to win games for Charlotte. And uh, to, I guess the, the rest is history. I was able to go up to the Cape Cod League this summer, and, and then uh, the draft came along. So so I think uh, – so for those of you who are listening that don't know, the Cape Cod Baseball League, in terms of like summer collegiate leagues, the Cape Cod Baseball League is widely regarded as like the apex of summer collegiate ball competition. Yep. A lot of major leaguers in the past have – spent time playing in the Cape Cod baseball league over the summer. And uh, Nate had an absolutely fantastic uh, summer this year playing for Orleans in he 28 sure games. He batted three Oh six on base at three eighty seven, slugging three sixty seven for an OPS of seven fifty five. Uh, that's pretty dang good for, especially some, some pretty stiff competition. Uh, so what was that like shifting from the college atmosphere to the Cape Cod League. Obviously, Cape Cod League, big premier summer collegiate league. Did you notice a jump in the competition playing in the summer league? Uh, yeah, it was it was great. Um, you know, to, to speak about it generally, I, I had a blast. Uh, the Cape Cod League is is what you what you hope for um, when you're in college and you you strive to play in that league every summer. Um, and there definitely was an increase in talent. It's it's kind of you think about all of the, the best collegiate players coming to one area in the country to play uh, for the summer and just, just playing with, with awesome guys and getting to meet people. Um, it is really the cream of the crop for collegiate summer league. Um, and it was everything that I hoped, hoped for. The competition was awesome. Um, but, and the, the guys were, everyone was locked in while still just enjoying it and, and going back to playing the kids game. Um, so it was a blast and everything I could hope for out of a summer experience. Awesome. So at what point, at what point were you approached and told that teams were, you know, looking at you, did you notice scouts maybe showing up or did somebody come to you and say, Hey, you're draft eligible and we're looking at you. Um, I think the, the, the time it really clicked was after we finished the Charlotte season. Uh, we lost in the, the conference tournament 
and um, it didn't it didn't end the way we we wanted to at school. But uh, those guys, man, it, it was it was a great year. And I think after that, I, I really started to to kind of understand like this this might be uh, an option this year uh, to go to pro ball. So I was talking uh, with my advisor back and forth and. Uh, after once I got to the Cape, I didn't really think about it at all. Um, there were a ton of scouts at every game, every BP. Yeah. Uh, but I just didn't. I just kind of put it on the back burner and played um, and, and let it work itself out. Uh, I, I kind of took the the route of if I played hard and and played for the guys that were in the dugout next to me um, and just tried to win ball games, then everything would would figure itself out. So was fortunate fortunate enough to to do that and then it all worked out awesome man i think uh i think that mentality will serve you well as you go forward you know put that that head down mentality i can tell you have a hard work ethic about you and just you care about playing the game and playing your best and i look forward to seeing uh how that serves you well you know coming up through the guardians organization uh i'm certain I cannot even imagine the amount of stuff that you're going to be learning throughout the summer uh, into the fall and the off season, you know, getting ready for next year's minor league season. Uh, Let's see. So what made you, what made you choose UNC Charlotte for a school and what was your major? uh, So (laughs) yeah, to start with it, with the major, I went in as a business major, um, Nice. Was had, yeah, I was doing business and then decided to actually this year I switched over to communications. So that was that was the route I took. Um, but man, I I visited Charlotte my senior year of high school. Going into my senior year of high school, I visited in August. Um, I fell in love with it. Everything about it, from the coaches to the city to the, the campus, everything was was top notch. Uh, and I remember walking around thinking to myself, um, you know, I was like, if I get this opportunity to go to school here and play play baseball, um, I, I cannot turn this down. Like, it, it is something that I will regret if I if I don't make this happen. So uh, I was fortunate enough to to get a scholarship offer from Coach Woodard. Uh, forever grateful for him for taking a shot on me um, and my family and it, it worked out and it was the best two years of my life. So absolutely. That's, yes. Pretty, uh, pretty dang good stat line too for this season. Batted 371 on base at 502. <laughs> oh my God. Slugging 474 for a 976 OPS. Uh, that's pretty dang good. For those of you that. that have never watched college baseball, you guys are missing out on arguably some of the most fun baseball that you will ever watch. Crazy comebacks crazy games uh some high-powered offensive games absolutely fantastic stuff i'm glad i'm glad that you had a good experience at unc charlotte i've uh i've seen some pictures from campuses um unc charlotte i think to me in terms of campuses i've seen from a distance obviously i'm biased i'm an ohio native ohio state to me will always be be the spot uh, the land grant holy land but from what i've seen of unc charlotte and pictures man it looks like an absolutely beautiful place to play and uh zach i'm um, I'm sorry. I'm looking at that slash line. 86 for 86 for 232. My God. 371. Yep. But the the 502 on base percentage is what jumps out of you. You're like my mouth dropped when I saw that. Oh my God. So <laughs> while while we're talking about um 
player, while we're talking about like obviously stats, let me ask you, what is something that you think in the last year has improved the most about your game? And what is something you want to see yourself improve on up front? Um, yeah, I think, I think the, the main thing that I, I worked so hard to improve on um, and will continue to work to improve on. So I guess I'll use the same answer for both of these. Um, it's just consistency, just staying, just being the same guy every day. Uh, you know, it, this is a, this is a hard game. Everybody knows it. And the, the ability to, to not get too high, get too high when, when things are good and not get too low when you're going through some rough patches. Um, that's just a goal for me. Uh, that was the goal going into my, my school season at Charlotte. I uh, was able to, to really focus on that and, and stay consistent for, for myself, but also the guys around me. Um, if I'm just, you know, consistently riding the wave of, of the ups and downs, then it, you're not only a, an inconsistent player, but an inconsistent teammate and a guy in the clubhouse. So that's really the, the focus for me going forward, uh, just getting better every day, one day at a time, and um, being better consistently for myself um, as a player, a person, uh, and a teammate. Right on. I think that's, that's a, a pretty good way to keep your head in the game is just be consistent, be yourself and clock in hard work, clock out. I think that's, that's very well said. Uh, what, let me see. What is, uh, Chuck, you got anything? You've been pretty quiet. Uh, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to cut that off, but, uh, the, the week of the signing, like, did you, uh, what was that like? You know, did you, when you said you met certain people in the organization, did like, was there like a, like a, like a zoom with Tito or, or Mike Chernoff or Chris Antonetti? I assume you met like uh, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Barnsby. Like, you know, did you meet anybody within the organization that week? Yeah. Um, it was, it was so cool. Um, Scott Barnsby was, was out here. Um, and the, the scouting department was able to be here for the, for the signing. And it was so cool, uh, getting to meet them in, in person. Um, and for our parents to be here, my, my mom and yeah. dad were able to come out and just to experience that with them. Uh, and I told the brothers that played and they didn't get the opportunity to play pro ball. So they actually did a zoom meeting, um, for fat for friends and family. So I had, a, so I had cool. a ton of, yeah, I had a ton of, ton of friends and family that could, could hop on the zoom. Um, and for, for my parents to be there with me, it, it was, it was just one of those, one of those moments you take in in life that you you just say to yourself like i i might never get to, to do something like this again uh and something that that makes an impact on on me but also my family so it was it was everything i could have asked for uh out of that day so yeah that's absolutely that's that's pretty incredible yeah they do uh, do you know what like did you know any of the uh, any of your other other players that were drafted in the same in the in the, in the class with you that, like from before from playing with them or playing against them? I, I think I think our I think our, I think the first round pick Chase the Lauder would played in Cape Cod as well. Yeah, so team. Chase yeah. Chase actually played. Um, he played in Orleans that summer, so I'd heard a, a ton of great stuff about Chase. I'd never met him or played against him, um, but everything that I heard has has turned out to be true awesome guy um heck of a player it's been so cool getting to know him 
Um, and I would say the only guy that I knew a little bit was Press Cavanaugh from UNC Greensboro. Yeah. Um, we played summer league. We played against each other in summer league a couple years ago, right outside of Charlotte, um, and then got to play against each other this summer in the Cape Cod League. So it was it was wow. really cool. So we're actually we're actually roommates. So it, it oh, that's out. sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> so where you're out in Arizona now? Yeah, yeah, we're out oh. um, in in Goodyear at the the spring training complex up we're up in the uh, so, apartments right across the street. So it's it's been great. Uh, every take, year we hear like every year we hear about that complex. How incredible is that complex? Like how, oh, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's so cool. Fields, the fields, everything from the the clubhouse to the cafeterias to um, the cages, the fields, everything is is really um, major league. I guess it's just so it's really big time, um, and and we're we're fortunate enough to have this and you know have this time to train um, and work on some stuff by building up to get ready for some games. So, absolutely. Is there any chance we see you in the complex league for what's left of the season? Uh, we're not sure right now. Uh, we're taking it one day at a time, just building up. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. There's a, right. there's still um, about a month left in the year. Actually, just under about three weeks left in the complex yeah. league season. So it'll be interesting to watch. Nate, hey, I want to I want to talk a little bit about your game for for our, for our listeners here. So you're drafted obviously as a second baseman, but uh, it says also that you can play short, third, second. You can even move out to the outfield. Uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, and you're very versatile in your game as, you know, how do you feel on that? Yeah. Um, I feel, feel great about that. Really just, just having the trying to have the ability to move around in certain positions. Um, I've always been the kind of guy that wherever the team needs, you know, fill in, move a spot, um, you know, that kind of thing. So just taking that approach, um, to what's to come, you know, wherever, wherever uh anybody needs me i can do it uh you know i'll work work my butt off to to be the best i can uh whether it's outfield third base second base wherever um so that's kind of the outlook i have on it yeah my, would you zach, say go ahead okay i'm sorry zach nate nate my favorite stat you know you know because we're like you know we're diehard fans you know we're not like you know we don't work for the team we're not you know beat writers we're not media uh, no, so my, my, so like, like my favorites, like, you know, like, like the second, you know, everybody who gets drafted, you know, I look, you know, we stay up all night. Zach, you remember draft night, right? It was, yes. like, it, was it was an event. So, you know, then we, we look up all, you know, I look up, you know, everything there is to know. My favorite stat about, you know, Zach, listen to this. You, sh- you walked 49 times and struck out 26 times. I love that. <laughs> so incredible. actually, Chuck, you segued into my next question. So I obviously that. that that type of eye discipline is yep. impressive. Um, is that something that's always come naturally to you or is it something you've had to work on and refine a good bit? Because if you look at Cleveland's organizational philosophy, you look at guys that are on the team right now, obviously Major League Hitting Coach Chris Valaika, they like guys with that disciplined yeah. eye. And I think that that shows in the draft class, guys that can walk and get on base. Is that something that's always come kind of naturally to you or have you struggled at times? Uh, I think I think a little bit of both. Um, it's come naturally and I've also worked on it. Uh, we did, I've, growing up, I've, I've, always, um, I've always looked at walks as a good thing. So when you're growing up, it can it can kind of be 
shaded a little bit um, because you're not physically producing. Like, you know, somebody, especially when you're growing up, people will say, well, you know, we'll take a double over a walk, which is, which is normal for somebody to say. <laughs> um, but as you keep getting, if you keep moving up in levels, you'll find that hitting a double is often a lot harder than earning a walk. Um, so kind of just taking that mentality, um, you know, with me as I've gotten older, that walks are good. Walks, you know, produce, they, they produce runs um, and they hand, hand it over to the next guy in the lineup. So uh, I definitely had to, to work on it. We did a lot of stuff in the fall at school, um, just different looks at us, different machines, different pitches uh, with our hitting coach, Phil Sebahar. So it was really, um, that was really great and kind of just took that uh, and rolled into the season. Absolutely. It's a, you, you mentioned like walks and we see that at the major league level, you know, on base percentage was a stat that didn't even exist until the 1970s. It came about as a result of sabermetrics, but I think that that mentality is good because you're right. A walk, you know, you give the next guy up a chance. Uh, you know, you didn't swing at anything bad. You got on base, uh, potentially moved up whoever was in front of you. Uh, just keep that lineup card churning. I think that that mentality, like you said, is, very much in line with the major league philosophy. Absolutely. I mean, look at, uh, look at guys like Juan Soto. Juan Soto walks a crap ton and it's because he can just it, look at pitches and be in like, a down mm, year, he's that. almost at 400 in a down year. He's almost at a 400 on base. That's what's insane. Yeah. And so like, it's like you said that to give that guy behind you a chance to hit uh, and do your thing, I think that's that's pretty awesome. So we do have a question that was sent to you from one of our listeners, good friend Nicole. She sent and asked, how intimidating is it knowing that you're on your way to becoming a major league athlete? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say uh, as much intim- intimidating as excited. Uh, you know, I just as going back to, to, to the term, the kids game, like this, this is the kids game and, and just blessed to be able to play it every day. Um, you know, it's, it's always been, it was my first love. Baseball is my first love. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm just super excited to, to be on that road and, and uh, be in the Cleveland guardians organization um, and, and do whatever I can to, to help them win. So, I wouldn't say as much intimidating, but just really excited for to see what the future holds um, and, and excited to, to grow in, in this game. Yep, that spirit, I can definitely echo that. I remember many times when I was younger as a kid playing in Little League or even in high school, just the joy of being able to go out on the field and play the game, uh, You know, try to go out, win some ball games. Uh, but like you said, at, baseball at its heart is the kid's game. Um, and I am super excited that you have that mentality because typically uh, guys that have the fun first play your brand of baseball mentality, typically the most fun to watch in my experience (laughs) of 30 years of watching baseball. So, well, I, yeah, Chuck, I know you've got more in there. uh, Oh yeah. So what, what, what the word about you, the word about you, Nate, it's a lot of fun to watch him hit, you know, that's something that, that, you know, that was, a that was something that stood out to me. Um, 
is it uh, is that always have you always been like you always had like a good feel for uh the hitting of an approach like you know you know the word is you know you, you consistently find the barrel but it, but this was a direct quote you're it's a lot of fun to watch him hit and i can't wait to watch you hit at every level of your career so what is it as was what was the approach that you had coming right into college or high school that it just just grew over the years yeah no that's awesome i i think growing up uh, I've always had a good feel for the barrel, um, and and really, I would say the approach. I really refined it when I got to college. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that if you're caught in between on your approach, there's you're already starting behind. You know, you're already behind before you're yeah. even getting in the box. So, uh, you know, that's one. That's a huge thing I learned when I got to got to college is, you know, no matter who comes on the mound, um, velocity, uh, arm slot, really anything, as long as the approach is still the same, I feel, I feel that I'm prepared, um, to get in that box and, and do damage. So I would say, I would say the, the barrel control has always been, um, has always come to me, um, but refining that approach, even how it even helps, Helps me has helped me even more um, with the barrel control and, and getting the bat to the ball uh, to all parts of the field. Uh, and his uh, base running that's like a big part of your game. You know, uh, the book the book on you is that you know plus speed. You know, that's a very important, and especially you know, and especially you know, we our our organization, you know, the Cleveland Guardians, we value speed a lot. You know, you think of, a, of the major league roster today. Ahmed Rosario, Stephen Kwan, the great Jose Ramirez, uh, Miles Straw, you know, so. Hey, don't leave Naylor out of there. Naylor's yeah, stealing yeah, bases too. Uh, yes, he did. He got, <laughs> he, got, he got one the other day. He got one the other day. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, Will Benson, everybody at the Major League roster is pretty much uh, advanced runners. Is uh, speed a big part of your game, Nate? Yeah, it is for sure. Um, and growing up, I've, I've always taken pride in base running because uh, even though I, I have good speed, uh, if you're fast but are not a good base runner, it defeats the purpose. Um, so growing up, I've always tried to, to take base running um, and put that into a part of my game where maybe other people overlook that. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a big part of, of my game and excited to, to get better at it. I think that's so crucial because baseball is a game that is composed of games within the game. And base running is very much that, that spatial awareness of where is the ball, where are the fielders, if you're stealing, what does the pitcher's pickoff look like versus his delivery. Uh, I'm super excited to watch your game grow in that element because all of the video on you shows uh, you are fast and speedy and are a plus base runner and um, just as much as you can walk. That's why walking is so critical. You get on base, you can do damage on the base pass too. You know, reading a ball off the bat changes whether you end up at second off of a bad read or you're able to read it and go first to third oh first to third is hey, now you're now you're 90 feet from home we see that sure. good major league teams do that um hell any good baseball team does that uh plus base running puts you in position to do damage and score runs and give your team the best chance to win yeah. nate i'm sorry i got a few more um <laughs> i'm sorry did you know <laughs> Going into the draft, did, did you know that there was a good chance it would be Cleveland or you had an idea that were there other teams looking or, you know, or as 
maybe as the wrap, maybe as the draft went on, you knew Cleveland if you were if you were available, they were going to grab you at that spot. How, how how did that work out? Yeah, um, I guess the, the best answer I can give to you is I I didn't know until about until the week of the draft. So I would say it was Wednesday. Draft started on Sunday. Um, right. I would say Wednesday. I talked to my advisor. Um, and he had been in contact with my family, uh, my parents, my brothers, and he had laid it all out for them, all of the information that he had, what he, what he felt was going to happen. Um, and I didn't learn any of that until Wednesday of that week. I, I was still playing. Um, That's so, so I didn't, cool. I didn't want to know anything. Uh, I trusted, obviously trusted my family um, with any of the information, as long as they felt good about it, I was, I was good. Um, so when I talked uh, to Dennis, Dennis Weirich from Rosenhaus Sports, um, when I talked to him on Wednesday, he told me that Cleveland, uh, that the Guardians were front runners. Uh, like they were, uh, they were the most interested. Um, so I was, I was excited. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you never know until, until it really happens. So Monday came around and, um, you know, just couldn't, couldn't have have thought of a better organization to be in um and and just so excited for the way it worked out and for what's to come that's awesome brother what was draft night i don't think we spoke about this what was draft night like what was that like you know you're watching with your family you had friends over and yeah no it was man it was awesome um we i actually stayed in uh cape cod in 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 the event that uh, nothing happened. I was just going to stay and play out the rest of the summer. Um, so my, my family was able to come up. I had my mom, uh, my dad, my two brothers. I had aunt and uncle, uh, and one more, my uncle, uh, my uncle's there and it was awesome. Uh, we watched on Sunday. I actually played, uh, my last game in the Cape turned out to be my last game. I played on Sunday. Wow. Uh, so we went back on Sunday night, watched the draft. And then Monday came around. Um, it was – I woke up with, with just, like, I, I had a feeling something was going to happen. I had a feeling something was going to happen on Monday. Um, I woke up. I, I had to go to the Cape Cod All-Star. We had to get headshots for the All-Star game. Um, so it actually turned out to be great. I could keep my, my head clear. Uh, it gave me something to do in the morning until the draft started. So – uh, me and my brother went over there and then we came back and, and kind of just waited it out. Uh, we watched. My, my mom was able to rent an Airbnb for the weekend and we watched and uh, turned out to be the, the craziest and the best day of my life. So, wow, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, cannot, so awesome. I cannot imagine there was anything better than, uh, than hearing your name called in the fourth round and knowing that that means that, you know, even if you had decided for some reason that, you know, you wanted to go back to school for another year, you at least still had the opportunity to sit down and, you know, can say, Holy crap, I'm, I'm going to play baseball professionally. That's awesome. <laughs> when, when, Nate, when you went to sleep that night, when you, when you learned you were going to be drafted by the Cleveland guardians, what, what were you like, what, what do you think? Like, you know, everybody, you know, you, you go up, you know, you have dreams of, of what you want to accomplish and what you want to be. And that, to know that it's all, it's, it's, it's so close to, it's one step closer to being a reality for you to be almost be a major league baseball player. And you're not going to play pro ball. 
you know, what was, what was like, you know, that feeling like, you know, when you first got the phone call, then when you, when the night progressed and you're with your loved ones, like, you know, what was that like, you know? Yeah. Um, one word that comes to mind was just grateful. Uh, I was yeah. so grateful for the opportunity um, to, to play pro ball for the guardians to give me a chance. Uh, I was so grateful for my family to be there that, that weekend. Um, and just everything in between from the people that have helped me since I was young, the, the players I, I've come across, uh, everything just kind of was, was balled up into, into me just being grateful for everything. Um, and, and it's, you know, working so hard for, for that day, uh, working so hard for something like that to happen. Um, my phone was was blowing up I couldn't even yeah it was uh you know so many people reaching out it was so cool um but to, to answer your question I would just say uh the main thing I was thinking about was just grateful grateful for the opportunity absolutely right. Zach I got uh two more here I'm sorry Zach you're who, good man who, who's your favorite who's your favorite do you have a one favorite player growing up like you know like do you have a favorite baseball player growing up growing Fair up or? uh Chase Utley Wow. Uh, you know, watching that's watching a Billy's Billy. legend, baby. Watching Chase Utley play, uh, you know, the 2008 World Series, him yep. and Jimmy Rollins up the middle. Um, you know, he and he was Play always that guy. Like, yeah. And, and he was always that guy. It didn't matter. It didn't matter whether it was was 13 nothing. It was a one nothing ball game in the, the World Series. He played hard every Such an underrated player. Too. What a good player Chase Utley was. Yeah, wow. I, I actually heard a story um, that Chase Utley was playing in a spring training game towards the back end of his career. Um, and I knew I knew somebody that was was on the team, young guy was playing with him in spring training. Um, and there was a ground ball to second base that Chase Utley hit. And, you know, spring training, Chase Utley, big league guy, big time name, uh, made a made a living. Um, playing second base and he ran like crazy hard to first base and he he was like a half a step of beating out this ground ball to second base in spring training uh and I remember the guy I was talking to said that you know guys were just looking around the dugout like this guy's crazy like he's on the back end of his career. He doesn't have to prove anything. And he's still running to first base uh, like his life depends on it. So that's kind of the approach that I take to the game. Um, and I would say that's why he's he was my favorite player growing up. Wow. Do, you, do you watch the the big league team at all on, on, on TV at all in the complex? Or you know, don't you watch yeah, the Guardians so, play a bit? Yeah, so actually over, uh, over at the complex, they are on – every game is on – uh, all the time. I, so I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's, uh, they set it up like, and it's funny, every TV, if, if the Guardians are playing, every TV that you see in the complex, the game's on. So it's whether it's the, whether it's the video room, game's on. Whether it's the coach's office where the, the coaches hang out, game's on. Whether it's the, uh, the cafeteria, game's on. So it's, uh, and then we go back over to the apartments and the TV and the lounge is on with the game so do you, do you guys watch together sometimes or yeah we do we do we uh we're, we're often down in, in this lounge here um playing pool uh or ping pong just hanging out and the game's always on so we get to watch it together that's awesome i love that that's awesome wow. Wow. chuck Zach, have you exhausted you have you exhausted your brain uh 
I think so, but I'm probably going to think a few more after the pod. <laughs> Zach, you got uh, any? Yep. Nate, I got a couple more for you to take us out of here. So what is not to, you know, just, just pure speculation. Um, so obviously, you know, you see some guys uh, start years at high A, some guys start years at low A. Um, realistic outlook for you. Nobody knows your game better than you. Um, do you have an idea? I, I know it's super early, but do you have an idea of where the team might place you to start next year? Um, I have no idea. Uh, I, I can honestly say I, I don't know, but uh, the one thing I can tell you on that that end is um, I'm so excited and wherever they put me, I'll, I'll uh, put my head down and go to work and uh, try and win some ball games with those guys. So absolutely, man. Well, if you, no matter where you end up, whether it's in Lynchburg, uh, with the Hill County or Lake County at the captains, we will um, definitely be watching. Yes, sir. And I, <laughs> I, I, I say this, that. I say this with complete bias. Uh, Cleveland is pretty blessed with their minor league parks. Uh, I think they're all absolutely fantastic, uh, to play, to play ball in, you know, you got classic stadium, uh, which is up in, just outside of Cleveland canal park where the rubber ducks play. I have never been to Lynchburg, but I have a couple friends that have been and they say it's a fantastic venue and uh, the team you're going to be surrounded by guys that are completely 110% invested in helping you grow. Uh, And we're excited to watch that, you know, maybe, maybe with the little time that's left in the complex league, the complex league is a little hard to follow um, mostly because the complex league, most of that video stays internal for player development, but just maybe as the complex league nears its end, we might we see, Nate, might we see, <laughs> might see Nate Furman's line come come across a box score. Co- college, a co- college guys usually have a better shot. That's for sure. But um, yeah. Yeah. But it, I don't, I don't know, Zach, I don't know if you saw and Nate just, just said, you know, we have the guardians, they're very well known for obviously their pitching and uh, and infielders as well. Um, you know, a lot of great infielders that come to the system. Obviously, the great Jose still Ramirez. in the system. Yes, sir. We actually have a you know. A, I don't like I don't like certain prospect rankings because it's like you know we get to everybody gets to ahead of ourselves, but this is what we do. You know, we have a te- we actually have ten prospects at a top one hundred on MLB.com. So, you know, the Guardians are very, very, like, you know, we have, like, you're going to be, you're going to be surrounded by such great talent through every level of the system, high A, low A, uh, double A, you know, so that's going to, are you excited, like, just to, like, get your, you know, just, just hit the ground running and just, you know, be just surrounded by these great players, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's one of those things that, it, you know, anytime, um, and I've been so fortunate enough to, you know, once I got to college, here uh, until now been able to play with great great players and great people um and and for the opportunity to to get to do that throughout the organization um you just can't ask for anything else as a ball player so absolutely well nate thank you for sitting down with us i appreciate it i know your schedule is probably kind of hectic at times but i appreciate you making time to sit down with us and uh you know tell fans of the game a little bit about who you are uh, minor league players and rookies they do not get the exposure in the game of baseball that you guys no, they do not. and that's one of the missions that we have here is you know to tell people about you guys and i figured there was no better way than 
to just sit down and ask you some questions so that we can learn about who you are. And I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Nate. We really, we just, you know, we're really looking forward to watching you play and uh, watching you progress throughout your career. And uh, thank you so much for And uh, we're going to, we're going to be, we're going to be rooting for you. That's for sure. Sir. Of course. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate everything you do for, for, uh, you know, covering the guardians and um, man, just so excited. Go guardians. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll be there for your major league debut. You you bet. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Appreciate you guys. And there you have it. Uh, there are no amount of words that I can say for how thankful I am that Nate sat down with us. I hope you guys were able to tell uh, just how much of a heart and passion he has for playing the game of baseball. He's so in tune with the mental side of of the game as well as uh, the skill and development. And uh, we got more of these coming for you guys. Um, we're, we're trying to make these players and uh, what makes them unique more accessible. You know, we want you guys to be able to learn about them, to be able to follow them in their development. You heard us talk about uh, maybe the possibility of Nate maybe getting to squeeze in some complex league games. Uh, so I'm going to be watching that pretty closely. So if he does, you guys will see it come across the Twitter feed. I do not have anything else for you guys. Uh, this is a special episode. I did not want anything to detract from uh, getting to sit down and learn about Nate at all. So that's why I decided to publish this as a standalone episode. Uh, your regularly scheduled series recap will be out Monday morning at 7 a.m. And Chuck and I have a live show tomorrow night from 8 to about 9.15 p.m. on the Network 216 Twitch channel. And uh, we're going to answer y'all's mailbags after we get done with Pat Ellington. Pat Ellington is going to be our guest tomorrow night on the Twitch. He is a writer for Baseball Prospectus, has done work for MLB, as well as Baseball America. Great baseball mind. A lot of good character and thoughts from him about the game and its current state. He's written articles on George Valera and Bonnie well so tune into that because we're going to be talking prospects and that is all i have for you guys in this episode i hope you enjoyed this if you guys liked this episode feel free to give us a subscription on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on and leave us a like uh, because it keeps us going and i am looking forward to bringing more of this to you guys as time goes on i'm zach this is at the corner i'll see you guys next time